Herds and Curds with Carmen and Leanne, bringing you conversations with farmhouse cheesemakers and dairy producers. The first Sunday of the month at 7am on your favourite station, 3CR, 3CR Digital and 3cr.org.au. Welcome to Herds and Curds with Carmen and Leanne. In April this year, Carmen interviewed Alison Lansley, the Secretary of the Australian Specialist Cheesemakers Association, also known as ASCA. Alison has been instrumental in transforming the direction of the Cheesemakers Association and despite her modesty, she has strongly advocated for some really innovative, broad-ranging and strategic shifts in the industry. Hi Alison, welcome to Herds and Curds. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you very much. What is ASCA? So ASCA, as you've mentioned, is the Australian Specialist Cheesemakers Association and it's an industry organisation that represents the artisan end of of Australia's cheesemaker and butter and yoghurt producers and including farmhouse producers who are the cheesemakers that own their own herd of animals and also produce cheese. And it was started in the early 1990s, but it's been through several incarnations since then. So why was it formed? Well, interestingly, it was formed initially by one of the doyens of the Australian cheese industry, Will Studd, in the mid-1990s. It was formed, of course, like a lot of these types of organisations, to support and represent in our case, the artisan or craft end of the Australian dairy industry. But when it was first started by Will, it had a particular focus on trying to get the Australian government and the regulators in the dairy industry to agree to let raw milk cheese to be made here. And how long have you been involved? I've been involved since the beginning of 2013. And at that time, a small group of some of Australia's best cheesemakers plus others like me who were driven to see the industry flourish and grow, became the ASCA committee. And have you always been the secretary? I have. I assumed the secretary role right from the start. And in that role, I do a a lot of work. I now have the luxury of being able to spend more time than I used to be able to on the areas that I really love. And so I do devote a lot of time to driving what ASCA does. Okay, and so in terms of the structure of ASCA, what is the organisation, how does it, um, yeah, what's the organisational structure? Sure, so it's a not-for-profit membership-based organisation, and like a lot of those sorts of bodies, it has several different categories of members, and those members choose a committee, and it's the committee and its key office holders who run the organisation. Okay, so you have an annual general meeting? We have an annual general meeting and that's where uh, the members get together, um, as many of them as possible anyway. Of course, we come from all over Australia, so sometimes it can be harder than other times, but we try to always have a little event uh, when we have the annual general meeting so that we can have as many members there as possible. And so you have have a, a president, a vice president, secretary, treasurer, in, you know, a fairly kind of standard committee committee roles and then do you have state representatives? We don't have specific state representatives but we do as it happens 
have a lot of our committee members come from different states. So we're represented very well by people from, uh, in particular, New South Wales, uh, Queen, sorry, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia and Tasmania on our committee. Mm -hmm. And we'd also like to get somebody involved from Queensland. We hope to do that soon. Um, as well as from WA, Western Australia, um, although they obviously feel a little bit smaller and more remote there, but we'd love to have them more closely involved. And people's involvement is, is on a voluntary basis? It is. So the entire committee and all of the office holders, people like me, it's all done voluntarily. Again, I have the luxury of time to be able to do that at this stage of my career. So, um, But everybody on the committee uh, does everything they do in a voluntary in a voluntary capacity. And we just have one part-time casual admin officer um, who's fairly recently started with us and it's great because she's now able to take on some of the, the back office work that um, I used to have to do uh, a lot of. So, But essentially, it's very much driven by volunteers. And it's a member-based association? Yes. So we... Exactly. It's a member-based association... And we have different categories of membership. So we have three main categories and then some uh, divisions within those categories. Cheesemakers, of course, are probably unapologetically, I can say, they are the most important members in the sense that it's really the cheesemakers we want to see um, grow and flourish and provide cheese for uh, everybody who wants to buy it in Australia. And are they so, the biggest? They're also the biggest. They're also the biggest category, category. that's right. So we have both start-up cheesemakers and fully commercial cheesemakers, different fee levels for those those divisions. And then, well, then we have associate members, and they're people like me who work in the industry, um, and we have both associate business members, so they could be distributors or... Um, people who supply or consult to the dairy industry, as well as individuals, and they're the ones who work in the industry who want to get um, more closer to to, the, to what happens in the artisan cheese industry and benefit from some of the opportunities that are there for education, training and events and so on. And then can anyone join the association? Yes, yeah, so we, we, our final category is cheese lovers, and that's for anyone, and we keep that at a very... Well, we think it's a very reasonable fee of $50 a year. Um, all our fees we try to keep very reasonable, so our very highest fee is just $375, which is for a fully commercial cheesemaker, and everything else is graded below that. And is, and that, is that regardless of the size of the production? It is. We decided uh, to move it to that because we wanted to have as many... Um, cheesemakers as possible join us and we felt that everybody should have the same opportunities no matter how large or small. So we do have some fairly large cheesemakers. They still do artisan cheesemaking but um, they're really quite large businesses in their own right as well as very, very small cheesemakers and of course our start-up cheesemakers who are uh, just getting going and really they're the ones that need a lot of the the help that we provide. But you do allow industrial cheesemakers to We join do. We don't discriminate at all, um, so long as they're interested in the artisan end of the cheese industry and the dairy industry. Um, so there's some that are, that are not that interested, 
um, but others are, and we really encourage everyone. We don't discriminate. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. And is that so? Is that your main source of funding? It is. Our funding is predominantly membership fees, so it's a fairly limited funding model because, once again, you know we don't have that many at this stage um, involved in the artisan cheese industry in Australia. But it is growing, so it's that which is great, um, and we hope, of course, to see it grow a lot more. If you've just tuned in, the why would you stay listening and listening a while? Occasionally, we do get some government funding, just from time to time for some of our projects. Um, That's not always readily forthcoming, but uh, if we can persuade governments that what we're doing is the right thing and that it does require some form of support from them, then we can get some limited form of government funding. Okay, so are you quite engaged with government? Um... Yes, indeed. Um, At all different levels, really. We, we, uh, in particular, the President, Carla Mers, and I... Um, talk regularly to people in government, whether it's in the departments themselves, the Department of Agriculture or um, uh, Education and Training, or indeed it's in the regulators. So, so with a se- Dairy Food Safety Australia? Exactly. Oh, Victoria, Dairy Food say. Safety Victoria is the Victorian regulator and we're pretty heavily engaged with them and we have a very good relationship it's a, it's a challenging relationship from time <laughs> to time, but we have lots of good debates and there's mutual respect, there's no doubt about that. And we're trying to build that relationship with the other dairy regulators a lot more, um, including the New South Wales regulator as well as uh, those in South Australia, Tasmania and, and elsewhere. So that's an, ongoing, um, that's an ongoing role. And we also, with the standards setter, which is the Fazants or Food Standards Australia New Zealand, um, who are the policy setters, or that the, they set the standard for cheese as well as every other food stuff in Australia. Um, if they put out a submission or are seeking changes, or indeed we think we should be seeking changes to the Food Standards Code, then we will engage with them. But that's a more arm's length relationship. Okay, so you do one of your goals is to, is about building connections with with regulators. Um, but also with amongst cheesemakers as well. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that we've been very um, focused on, and it's so important when an industry is very small, is to make sure that everyone is connected as possible. Um, of course, we have cheesemakers who are mainly in rural areas, and um, they're also very well dispersed, so throughout Australia, those arable parts of Australia anyway. Um, and so we try to make within our limited resources, we try to make as many opportunities as possible for them to connect. And they do that through um, getting together at uh, workshops that we hold every year, particularly the workshops with Yvonne Lachere, who is our um, artisan cheese consultant, who very generously traipses across from the other side of the world <laughs> to, uh, to help us here in Australia. Um, but also we, we have various online connections. So we... We set up an ASCA technical forum for our cheesemakers in particular uh, a, a few years ago and they are able to ask 
questions, technical questions in particular, um, and they all share that information and that knowledge, the questions are answered by our experts that we pay to provide that advice, in particular Yvonne, um, but also they can help each other. And it's really, as a part of that process, it's been fantastic to see the way they now engage with each other and collaborate. Mm. And so in lots of cases, particularly those, for example, there are not that many sheep's milk um, cheesemakers in Australia and they all know each other now really well and they're very happy to ring each other and, mm. and in turn, um, very happy for the more experienced ones. They, they willingly give their advice to the less experienced ones. Which so is a great. huge shift amongst cheesemakers in Australia, isn't it? It is. When I first got involved in this industry, I was really surprised and I guess a bit disappointed to see that there was not that much connection and collaboration between the cheesemakers in the industry. And I'm firmly of the view that of, for any industry to flourish, you need to collaborate. Mm. Um, they were, there was a tendency to see each other as competitors and I don't think that's a very um, constructive or, or even commercially sensible way to go mm. in any, any industry, frankly. So uh, particularly an industry that has a long way to go in terms of growing. So it's been fantastic to see that change. And I think that really has been facilitated by the workshops that ASCA um, um, organises every year. It's sometimes it's twice a year, isn't it? That's right. And we certainly hope to increase the number of workshops. But yes, they, the cheesemakers love coming to those workshops, obviously to learn as much as possible, but also to get together. And, um, you know, as I say, they're coming from all different parts of Australia. So being able to connect in that way is great. Um, and also they've all opened up. You know, they all realise now that none of them actually has... There is no true answer to any particular cheese question. There are just so many different options and ways of dealing with problems as they arise. Mm. And so they've realised that now and they share experiences and share different ways of doing things um, quite freely and happily now. It's true, and after everyone's met one another, then actually it, the advantage for the technical forum is that then people are communicating, they're answering one of everybody's questions, they're take, taking part in the conversations, and then actually if nobody's coming up, not quite cracking the question, then Ivan steps in, doesn't he? That's right, that's right, exactly. So it's a really exactly. wonderful arrangement, it's a beautiful piece of support that ASCA provides for Australian cheesemakers. Summer, I'm coming home to you I'm glad when I call there is no fur any news Hey, there's no use making trouble in our lives That's the greatest thing I ever realized Hey, Dad, I always saw you as my brother We are friends now, we have gotten old child I asked Jesus into my heart already there you are waiting in the dark Yellow brick road.
You're listening to Herds and Curds on 3CR. And that track there was by Laura Jean called November. Let's continue our conversation with Australian Specialist Cheesemakers Association Secretary, Alison Lansley. Another really exciting project that you've been involved in is the expansion of cultures that are available for cheesemakers in Australia. Yes, exactly. Um, It's interesting, again, when I first got involved in this industry, I was quite taken aback by how limited the access was to really good quality ingredients. Um, Obviously, there's the milk is the key main ingredient, um, and there is reasonable access, particularly for farmhouse cheesemakers, to good quality cheesemaking milk, and milk that goes to make cheese is very different um, to milk that's then turned into drinking milk or um, milk powder or something like that. But there is at least some access, good access, um, for most people anyway, to that milk. But the other ingredients, the, the cultures and in particular, uh, because it's such a small industry, the big culture companies don't really see this market as being important to them, other than with the big industrial companies that are producing bulk cheddar, industrial cheddar, um, they buy in sufficient quantities to make it worthwhile for the big cultures companies to come in. So that meant that, and it was quite funny, um, the comment was made by a visiting cheese judge, visiting from Europe, judging here in Australia several years ago now. He said, it's very strange, he said, the trouble is with Australian cheese, it all tastes the same. And it is in fact because, well, a lot of it is to do with, not all, but a lot of it is to do with the limited range of cultures. So one of the things that ASK has done, and it's kind of a three-pronged approach, Um, one is, the the first approach is to work with government to develop the raw milk cheese rules so that that cheesemakers have more opportunities to safely um, make raw milk cheese, which obviously means that um, uh, they don't, they have access to all the microbial population of their raw milk as well as to starter cultures that are made commercially. The second prong is to uh, import, and ASCA is now doing this, we've formed a relationship with a small but really brilliant um, French cheese, cheese cultures company called Standard. Um, and Stander have the most amazing range of artisan cheese cultures which are used throughout France and also Europe, the rest of Europe and the UK and the US but had, had never come to Australia. And we had to get, go through a lot of hoops to get approval to do that. We had to get our own import permit. We had to get all of the microbes that are in those cultures approved, um, those that were not already approved for, for entry into Australia... So we went through a lot of hoops, um, but we are now able, and our cheesemaker members are really excited about this and see it as a huge opportunity to be able to differentiate their products from those who don't use these cultures. Um, We're able to provide them. And not only do we sell those cultures to our cheesemakers, but in addition, Standard provides fabulous technical support and answers questions. That's the very exciting thing as well, isn't it? I mean, it's a great addition because we actually haven't had that technical support in the past, have we? That's correct. That's exactly right. And again, it's not in the interests of the big commercial cultures 
companies to to provide that because mm. we're just buying such small quantities. Mm. That's that's the issue with small artisan cheesemakers. Um, but Standard are interested in doing that and they've been fantastic in the support they've provided. And the third limb, the third prong, is um, ongoing work that we hope to, to restart soon on what we call a cultures trial, which is to do with harvesting microbes from farmhouse cheesemakers in Australia, their raw milk, and then uh, using scientists to check all of those microbes to ensure that they're safe, work out which ones um, should be reproduced and then turned into a form of culture that can be used in pasteurised milk. Which is cheese. an incredible... It's, that was, it's an incredible project, isn't it? It's the it first, is. It's the first in the world, isn't it? Well, uh, I'm not sure if it's exactly the first in the world, but the fascinating thing was to find out when we talked to... We told various people in the rest of the world about what we were doing that they all said that, oh, wow, we've been either thinking about doing that or we've only just started doing that. Um, and so, you know, here we are, little old Australia and a very small artisan cheese industry, but we're doing something <laughs> cutting edge. It's very good. It's very exciting. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. What we are trying to do, I've thought a lot about this and I think what it all boils down to is what I call the Artisan Cheesemakers Toolkit. And that's about several things all running together and running properly. One is access to quality cheesemaking milk, which is what I've already discussed. Um, Farmhouse cheesemakers have a better opportunity than others, but there should be that access ongoing for all who want to make cheese. Then there's the skills and knowledge and training and um, access to really good quality training. And at this stage, the training that Yvonne provides in the workshops is absolutely first rate and we just need to do more of it Mm. and have more people come along and and provide that. Um, Ongoing expertise and being able to consult and the ASCA Technical Forum is part of that. Um, but being able to ask questions of those who really know, not just those who pretend to know what the answers are. The cultures and raw milk cheese making that I've already mentioned. And then good access to understanding what is required to have a a proper design and set up and fit out of their cheese making facility. True. And the equipment that they should be seeking that is not too expensive, um, that is just right for them, but... Again, because we are mainly an industrial dairy country, there's not a lot of that here in Mm. Australia yet. A sensible regulatory framework, what I think of as um, obviously we have to have cheese-specific food safety regulation, but it must be underpinned by science and Mm. not not underpinned by fear. Yeah, I mean, or ignorance, actually. Or, or ignorance, that's right, exactly. Or, I mean, we just exactly. sort of go down the risk-averse path, don't we? And we do. And don't engage with, with the science that's available. There's, there's a tendency for that to happen. Mm. Um, but again, that's got to be a two-way process. We've got to be able to communicate with those involved in making the rules and enforcing the rules. But a sensible regulatory framework and, and our role in seeking to ensure that happens is important. And then finally, connection and it's re- connection and communication. So, as I mentioned before, connections between the, che- the cheesemakers, 
um, mentoring of new cheesemakers and support from various industry players, whether it's farmers' markets, distributors, retailers, and chefs and the, and the media are really mm. important as well. Mm. There's the, some future training ideas for ASCA. Yes, exactly. You're listening to 3CR Radio. You've made incredible connections with other cheese associations in America, I think, and also in the UK. Yes. And talk a little bit about how those associations, who are a little bit stronger than ours, how have they influenced your role in NASCA? Indeed. Um, look, it's been, it's been highly influential on all of us. Um, it does turn out to be a very small world, <laughs> and being able to collaborate with those who have the same aims as us, but, but they're elsewhere, is just so valuable. So we've been able to learn a huge amount about how the artisan cheese industry has developed in other countries, especially the US and the UK, and where, like us in Australia, unlike European countries which have a history and culture of artisan cheese, um, in the UK and the US, they've had to build it from scratch, mm. although they started much earlier than we did. Mm. The other aspect that's immensely helpful is being able to access the scientific work that underpins the artisan cheese industry, um, and that includes but is not limited to food safety and the growing understanding of what really scientifically does underpin what should be reasonable food safety rules. Um, and that science, of course, applies equally to us here as it does to those in the rest of the world. So it makes perfect sense for us to collaborate mm. and to share the information and experiences. And one of the really valuable events that happens once every two years is the Science of Artisan Cheese Conference, which is held in the UK, and that's organised by the UK Specialist Cheesemakers Association, um, uh, but, but really, it's the, the true organiser of it is somebody who's very, been very involved in seeing all of this happen in the UK, the US and elsewhere, and that's Bronwyn Percival. Mm. Um, and it's generously backed by Neil's Yard Dairy in the UK and the Specialist Cheesemakers Association. And then in the US, the American Cheese Society does equally valuable and even more expansive work so that is also extremely valuable and we've been able to form tremendously helpful um, associations with those organisations and the people who run them. Well, thank you, Alison. Thank you for your time. And if people want to become involved in ASCA, how can they get in touch with you or get in touch with the association? Sure, and we'd be absolutely delighted for them to do that. Um, we have a website, of course. It's australiancheese.org, um, nice and short. <laughs> and we have a, we'd love, obviously, for people to become members, cheese lover members, but is the perfect example for the, the general community. But also, if they're in the cheese industry, um, join us as, as a member in one of the relevant categories cheesemaker obviously but also as an associate and then if you think of things that you think you could do to help us well we would love to hear from you so don't hesitate to, to get in our touch volunteer capacity. exactly yeah. exactly and my details are on the website um, so please just get in touch by email we'd love to hear from you Thanks for listening to Herds and Curds and thanks to Alison and Carmen for that informative conversation. 
I don't think we can underestimate the value of Alison's contribution in really evolving the work and direction of ASCA, and all in a voluntary capacity. The artisan and farmhouse cheese industry have really benefited from her professional input and passion for growing this industry on so many levels. During the conversation, Carmen and Alison also discussed cheese trainer Yvonne Lachere, who featured in conversation with Herds and Curds in our last episode. Yvonne will be back in Australia at the end of this month giving workshops. You can find out more via ASCO website. And finally, contemplate becoming a member of ASCA. Whether it's as a professional member or because you want to support the development of great cheese in Australia. And if you feel like you have something to contribute to the Australian farmhouse and artisan cheese industry, then contemplate becoming an active volunteer. Herds and Curds is also available on the 3CR website to listen back to, or you can find us via our podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram. The outro for today's program is Blue Nude by Bart Willoughby and Ross Hannaford. Tune in next month on the first Sunday of the month at 7am for our next show. See you then. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.